expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Migrant domestic workers in Taiwan are in a pretty vulnerable position. They work in the homes of Taiwanese families providing care for the elderly, so their workplace is the home. There's no human resources department, no co-workers to go to for help. If a problem does arise, quite often they need to sort it out between themselves and their employer. Highlighting these challenges, a couple of weeks ago, video footage surfaced of an Indonesian caregiver receiving abuse from her elderly employer. It dominated the headlines for a day or two and also raised some really uncomfortable questions about Taiwan's system of elderly home care. Well, today on the show, we're speaking to the Taiwan Association of Family Caregivers, an advocacy group calling for more government oversight of this system. I spoke with the group's president, Jun Fun Chun, to hear what they think it will take to make these homes a safer place for these domestic caregivers to live and work. Jun Fun, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, like I said in the introduction, you are responding uh, to this video that was posted uh, by this Indonesian caregiver, and you're saying that this incident highlights uh, some of the issues faced by a lot of these caregivers in Taiwan. So, kind of, you know, this is a widespread issue, and this is just a very visible example of this widespread issue. So, could you tell us uh, uh, about what you see there? What is this widespread issue? Uh, since 1992, Taiwan's government allowed Taiwan people to hire foreign care workers or you could say migrant care workers in the home. The problems increased a little bit in number. So I would say, the, from the impo- from a perspective of employers' perspective, they would say they are just management their foreign care workers. However, sometimes become they. It's a exploitative for foreign care workers. So I think we need uh, require or uh, advocate for Taiwan's government or nonprofit to do more and do some supervisor, uh, super, uh, to do so some supervisor for the employers and the migrant care workers. And so when we're talking about uh, these issues, uh, you know, these are. These caregivers are oftentimes living at home with these Taiwanese families. Uh, the the doors are closed. We don't really know what's going on in these houses a lot of the time. Uh, and, and, and so one of the reasons why this video is really so significant is this is one of the first peaks into that world that we don't usually get to see. Um, so for those of us who, who maybe haven't thought about this issue much before, what kind of abuse are you worried is going on in these homes? Yeah, because Taiwan already have two hundred thousand uh, family caregivers, but ninety percent are living in employers' home. So, if uh, according to our regulation, most of them are although they are officially hired for only personal care work for disabled people. However, most of of them are required to handle all domestic and items and since their service population ranges from a single disabled elderly person to the entire household and all of its members over including babies and small children 
So their workload is extensive by comparison with Taiwanese home care worker. And just as you say, they live in a home, but most of the Taiwanese Taiwanese they think home is not a workplace. So the government shouldn't do so much regulation in the home. So there's just very few regulations or um, protect for our migrant caregivers. Right. And, uh, okay, so obviously being overworked, that's uh, a very big concern. Uh, in in this case, uh, the case with the Indonesian worker, there was actual uh, physical violence involved. How big of a concern is that for you? Do you think that that's a widespread problem, or do you think that this is just a really bad example? I think it must be have many cases under the table, according to my understanding. And I, what makes you think that? Because I do a lot of interview. Mm. Uh, yeah, so sometimes because the employers, um, maybe... The employers over the disabled people, they have a disease of Alzheimer's. So uh, they didn't know uh, what they do for the migrant care workers. Over the employee just hope uh, migrant worker could do more and more. So let's have a very serious pressure between both of them. Hmm. Right, and I, this kind of goes back to a, a point that you were making a second ago about how uh, a lot of times these families need to understand the, 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 the pressure that these workers are under. If uh, if we go back to this case with the Indonesian worker, um, a lot of media reports were pointing to the fact that she did not speak uh, very good Chinese. And so some of the frustration there was that her employer was just frustrated that she couldn't communicate with the worker. So how much of this problem would you say is often a communication issue that uh, the, the workers and the employers just have a hard time understanding one another? So you've you got a very key point. You, you know, in Taiwan, we have the dual home care system. One is provided by Taiwanese home care worker. Their communication ability is no problem. And then the other, the other system is provided by migrant care workers. So... Our organization and our association always persuade the government should give a lot of support for the employers of family migrant care workers because they need some people to help them. But right now, they just get very few uh, support from the human resources company or brokers. And the broker always requires the migrant worker should be patient, should be obeyed the order from the employers. So as we, we always persuade uh, the government should uh, combine our home care organization. Those organizations are provided by non-profit organizations. So they could help to do some communications. And uh, if they have any issues or our problems, the uh, home care supervisor could deal with that. Right. So uh, you've already kind of listed some of the things that you would like to see, but I want to get into this uh, in a little bit more depth. So Mm -hmm. your group is really calling for some kind of oversight system. You really want to see uh, the government get involved in uh, taking a look at uh, these homes and making sure that, you know, nothing bad is going on inside them. So can you talk a little bit about the steps that you want to see the government take? 
I just think the the step should just like our home care workers, just like the Taiwanese citizens. The home care supervisor will in go will into the family's home to watch, to see every procedure or every work item is is, is fine or is good and the care quality. So I think it would be help the migrant care workers and help the care receiver. That's the double win or two wins strategy. So really, it's just a matter of uh, mediating more than anything else. Uh, it's, it sounds like, in your opinion, really uh, the Taiwanese family and the caregiver, I mean, they're not really, they're, they shouldn't be on different sides. You're saying that really they should be on the same side. It's just a matter of providing that support so that they can both understand each other a little bit better. Yeah, because for a Taiwanese family, they sometimes always think, uh, I just need a, a person just then, just then with my elderly parents. That's enough. However, it's not enough. You need the the that person need a lot of the long term care knowledge. Not if this person without any professional knowledge, the quality, the the volume will be not enough to do this care responsibility. I think that should be understanding and uh, and uh, and uh, all of our family members should understand this. But uh, as 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 I say. They just want somebody to be watch, just watch, or to do any personal care, just like um, meal preparation or just uh, help the elderly people go to the bathroom. But it's not, it's not enough. If you don't give the elderly people enough water, they'll maybe have a very serious disease. Some kind of knowledge should be uh, used or, or combined or uh, uh, this system, uh, then everything will be improved. So are you saying that if these uh, caregivers uh, had more skills and more knowledge, then the frustration on the family side would be less, and so that we would see less abuse like this? I think that's part of the reason. And another biggest problem is she she is so tired, and she cannot go outside to take a break, to hang on with their, fam- with their friends. So many, ta- uh, a lot of Taiwanese just afraid. If I let my uh, migrant care workers to hang on with their um, friends, he will be, he, his or her behavior will be bad. I think that's a, a totally wrong uh, concept. If we, you give your employee enough rest, the care quality will become better. Now, it's interesting. I, I, I've spoken to activists on this issue before. Um, uh, Peter Van Hong, he is uh, with the Vietnamese Migrant Workers and Brides out in Taoyuan. And he says that he just thinks that there's no possible way 
uh, to know what is going on in these homes. Uh, there is so much potential for abuse there that really the whole system uh, should be taken apart and this care should not be provided in the home. It should be provided in some kind of elderly care institution. So he has, I think, a, a somewhat more pessimistic view than you. He doesn't think that it would be enough to just mediate with these families uh, that, you know, there's just uh, so many opportunities for exploitation uh as long as this care is given in the home. Uh, what do you say to those kinds of concerns? Uh, I would say, past the 23 years, because we, since 1992, we already hired so many migrant care workers. So you, can, you, can, you cannot pretend so many people just cancel their, their work opportunity. I think it's not uh, uh, will happen tomorrow. So, and that's a social learning effect. Everybody just learn each other. So you could abuse our management, your foreign care workers. I think, hey, you, you could do that, okay, and the government didn't say anything, so I just learn from you. So I think that's a social learning effect. And in Taiwan's or Chinese culture, kind of difficulty to send your elderly parents to a nursing home. Because uh, the, the generally, everybody just care about others' opinion. The, the elderly parents just want to stay at home. And however, the adult children need to do the work. So hire a migrant care worker just seems a balanced strategy. So you, you, can, you, you just could uh, step by step to, mo- to, to monitor or to persuade this situation could become better. You cannot just think, uh, pretend this phenomenon is ne- never happened or just hope this phenomenon just uh, disappear tomorrow. So when we talk about ways of fixing this problem, I think I- I've spoken to other advocates that, you know, what, what they would really be uh, hoping for is uh, more of monitoring, preventing uh, families from... Uh, committing these abuses, they're they're looking for more of like a kind of a supervision role, almost like a policing role for the government. Mm-hmm. But it sounds mm-hmm. like that's not really what you're talking about. What you're talking about is more of a, a mediation role. That mm-hmm. if the if the communication between the family and the caregivers is good enough, it sounds like you 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 think that that would actually solve the problem by itself. Yeah, because as I say, Taiwanese see the home as not a workplace. So, and the family privacy is both important and highly respected. If, if some organization just hope the government just like a place into some people's home, that's impossible. And the employers will reject. So, how to let employers could receive support, not monitor? That's an important key. So I was doing a little bit of reading about your organization, and uh, I noted that, that it was created in 1996, and uh, you say that uh, one, of the, one of the goals was to kind of raise awareness about uh, some of the challenges faced by caregivers and uh, also to eliminate indifference. Uh, a lot of times maybe people aren't thinking too much about the needs, the desires, the challenges uh, of these people, and there's so many of them in Taiwan. Uh, how do you feel like Taiwan has progressed since your organization was founded? Is is this something that uh, we're seeing progress on? Yeah, we 
our movement of the advocate have a kind of the big uh, progress because the government already see the importance of the care, family caregivers, and they, they just consider provide more support for us. Uh, for example, they just uh, help us help our organization or help our uh, association to build a telephone line. Our telephone number is zero eight zero zero five zero seven two seven two. That means uh Lin Ba Lin Lin Wu Lin Chi Er Chi Er means uh in Taiwanese we will say uh Yoni Zheng Hao Zheng Hao means the care receiver care receiver because the care receive caregiver the care receiver could get the good uh the better care. And the care receiver, if the care receiver, uh, if the caregiver gets some support from social worker or nurse or physician, they, the caregiver will also feel good. So, so the telephone is help the family caregivers. If any people you you hear uh, this video program and you want to call us, we could introduce some kind of family uh, respite program for you and. The, uh, provide a telephone consult consulting for you. Mm, so, providing some of those services that you're saying uh, you're hoping to see the government step in and help out with as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have been speaking today to uh, Jen Fan Chen. She is the president of the Taiwan Association of Family Caregivers. Uh, Jen Fan, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you.